Today's show is sponsored by Catholify, the Catholic prayer app, and Ave Explores, everyday faith for everyday people. Howdy, folks, and welcome to Forte Catholic. My name's Taylor Roll, and I'm here celebrating uh, the episode after episode 200 with my friend, Jonathan Lene Blevins. How you doing, Jonathan? Wait a second. You mean I get to be the hangover episode? You are the hangover episode. John, I love that incredible stuff. I'm surprised you're here, honestly. You're a busy man. You've got a lot going on. And last week was actually supposed to be your episode. So you have every right. We celebrated, for those that don't know, we celebrated episode 200 by getting all the co-hosts together. It was an absolute blast. It was you, Father Anthony, Liv Harrison. But last week was supposed to be your episode. So you could have been like, no, I don't want these punks on my episode. This is mine. And you didn't. And you had a lot of fun, I think. You, uh, what did you think of last week? <laughs> Listen, it was a blast. It was an absolute blast. Liv, like I've only heard one or two episodes of her since I started listening to the podcast because it's a great podcast, uh, even when I'm not on it. And she's a hoot, but she was even more fun to do it with. And Because I, I don't understand listening to you and her go, I don't understand the dynamic yet between you two. I understand it a heck of a lot more now. <laughs> yeah. I got to witness it. Um, and so she's fun, man. Yeah. She's fun. And I got to follow her on social media. And of course, Father Anthony and I love, you know, with you, love doing all kinds of stuff. So it's been great. Yeah, cool. So you heard it here first. Uh, John now likes Liv better than he likes Father Anthony. Uh, that's what he just said. Uh- it's certainly close. <laughs> it's certainly close. She's great. And so it was, a, it was a very fun episode. I got to listen to it. It was you produced it well. It was good. So uh, what's funny about when I when I was listening back to it. So, yeah, like the, the normal show takes like an hour and a half to edit. Uh, th- the show last week took six hours because there was just everybody wow. talking over each other and all, you know, like, which is normal. It's not like anybody was being rude, but it was just it was just funny. Uh, but one thing that I noticed is I'm super extroverted. Uh, Liv is super extroverted. And the other two of you guys are like, have a little bit more introversion to you. Like just in my interactions with y'all, I would say Anthony's probably next and then you. So it was funny. Like it kind of felt like you needed to like, uh, kind of feel out what was going on because like for the first like five, six minutes, you didn't say much. And then you were just like, I'm comfortable now. And then you had like a normal show. I just thought it was yeah. funny. With well, you know, if it was my show, I'd be so much more extroverted. But, you know, I, I try to like know my place, you know, know, know your role. <laughs> what are you talking about? Know your place? I'm not a Yeah, like you're the host, driver. bro. So I'm I'm like, listen, like it, like with Mike, with Golik and Greeny, which is kind of sensitive nowadays since they broke up on ESPN, like they had their roles. And Greeny was the guy who led the show and Golik said goofy things. But if you would have, flip those roles gola could have done it so but I, I lead it and say the goofy thing so what do you do <laughs> exactly nothing that I, i'm a trophy wife <laughs> great call back to live harrison thank you last week so uh i, I want to thank uh everybody for for reaching out there's a lot of people that reached out uh we, we got more traction on that episode than we did on anything else uh people are really responding well to it so i want to thank you guys for uh not only being so kind on episode 200 but being along for the ride whether you've listened to one episode 10 episodes 100 or you're going straight to heaven and have listened to all 200 uh it's just great to be here it's great to be with all of you and now i'm just i'm just with john and you mentioned one thing last week john where you were like Uh, I want to talk about sports. You were making fun of me because uh, my big news that I kind of hinted at last week but uh, didn't really get into is that I am now a football coach at the local Catholic school where I've been 
working for the last five years and and like I've been the track coach there for five years and now now I'm coaching football and you wanted to make fun of me. That's the first thing you did. Was that it? Was that it? It was it. Did I want to make fun of you or did I want to talk about the fact that that day the Big Ten canceled the season? And so I I think I was going to make fun of the fact that you think you're going to actually play football this year when you're really not. And I responded. I, I will reiterate. This is Texas. We have different rules. <laughs> Which I, I kind of believe and kind of agree with. I mean, the Cowboys came out and Jerry Jones was like, we will have fans in the stands. And if that's true, if the Cowboys are actually going to have fans and no one else is, and we're going to find out whether or not fans have a real difference in the game. I, I think they do make a difference. Um, we'll see, but you could be right. I do have a feeling almost all high school sports across the country will eventually shut down. Uh, but, I, but obviously Texas football will be the one to prove me wrong. Yeah. So, uh, it, it, what's funny is the only reason I'm able to do this is that the rest of the world is canceled because like, usually I'm, I'm not able to coach. I've been asked to coach football and basketball for the last five years, ever since I've been around here. Cause I played all three of those sports and, uh, I, I can never say yes, because like when I speak and lead worship, I'm usually, usually I'm traveling two to three weeks out of, out of the, out of the month. Right. Not for, not for the whole week, but like for a day or two uh, throughout the month. And uh, usually those are on the weekends and I don't, I don't, I don't want to get into all the specifics, but let's just say I can make two to three times as much in one day event as I do for the whole season of a coaching stipend. So if, wow. if it comes up to coaching for the whole, you know, three, four months or doing one event, I'm going to pick that one event, <laughs> you know, because I like to feed my children. But John, no traveling this fall. I will not be doing any, any event. There's still, I have one event still that hasn't canceled and boy, I'm holding out on that one and hoping it happens. I doubt it will. Uh, but yeah, I'm not traveling. So I have all the time in the world. So I'm going to go uh, pour into these young, young men and uh, try to be good at sports. That's incredible. Are you going to be great? You know that I think I support all you do in your manly endeavors of, of, of coaching these ridiculous, heavy hitting sports. Not that women can't do it, but you know what I mean? And, uh, wow, that I, you came know, we, out of nowhere. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know what? I, it's just, I, all I do every time I say anything, I'm, I'm going to get canceled for not clarifying. <laughs> like, stop it. Well, you're you're going to go. Do what's it. funny is like, usually when it, when it's like clarifying, you understand what the people, what the person was trying to say. I have no idea what you were trying to say. <laughs> oh, stop. I'm trying to say you, I support all this stuff. I just want to hear you do something ridiculous. Remember when you got kicked out of that basketball game? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, I'm sure. I want to, I want to like, I want you to meme yourself. You got to like record yourself saying something to these dudes that I tell you to say that other coaches in the NFL or college have said, so we can laugh on our own. We need to take advantage of this, my friend. I need you to put like a hidden camera that just sees your face. All I want to see is your face. And I want you to be like, don't come after some kid. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm a grown man. I'm like, 40. I'm, I'm 40. I, I just want, you have to do this, bro. For me, it, the entertainment. I'm happy you can feed your family. I'm happy that you get to do something you love. I'm mostly happy for the memes. <laughs> so uh, there's something, I, I think this might've been before we were friends or before we got close. One of the two. I don't know if you know this story, but I got in trouble for doing something pretty similar to what you're talking about. And I think it's long enough now that I can share about it. Before I coached the football team, I was the the play by play or the the color commentator for the radio broadcast, okay. and I, I did it for you know like maybe three weeks in a row, and everything was great. Like we were having an absolute blast. It was a lot of fun. 
And then, I mean, it's a high school six-man football game. There's only so much color commentary you can do after you've done it for three weeks in a row. So I was like, I want to be creative. I want to add some things to this. So then some of my friends started listening. Like people who aren't like fans of the local team. They're just like, I want to mess with Taylor. Like kind of what you're talking about. Like I want to see Taylor meme himself. And uh, they started giving me words that I had to weave into the color commentary. So we did that for weeks and had so much fun. And then the best, like my crowning achievement as a color commentator is that uh, they started giving me words that I needed to make the play-by-play guy say. And I did it. I succeeded 100% of the time, and it was an absolute blast. <laughs> That's incredible. That, yes, this is what I want to do. I was chastised, but I don't think I'll be chastised for doing similar things with the football team. So Good. I'm looking forward to it. But uh, not only are, are our local sports back, but you're a big sports fan. You've been like talking sports on, on your Twitch stream for the last, I don't know, a few weeks, month or so. Kind of taking a break from the, the video games. You've been, take, you've been doing a thing and taking a break from things you're good at and trying other things. Now, the sports thing, you're pretty good. We won't talk about the Twitch things. We, you've also been playing Fall Guys, which we'll get to Fall Guys later on in the show. But, uh, but the sports thing, it's been so much fun for me. There are NBA games today. There, are, The NBA game started at 12, and there was another one at 3, there's another one at 6, and there's another one at 9. Like, there are sports all day, every day, which is making up for the four months we didn't have them. And I'm just really happy to watch the competition. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. It's good to see. It's good. Like, even, like, so my buddy Jeremy and I have been doing these streams, like, Tuesdays, uh, once a week, just an hour, hour and a half. Like, there's a, like ESPN 1000 in Chicago has a, a Twitch stream. There's all these radio shows that are doing Twitch streaming, but none of them are actually doing anything on Twitch. Like it's just literally recording it. They're not paying attention to the chat. There's no emotes for the subs. And so I was like, man, somebody should do like some kind of sports show where the crowd, you know, the people watching can like join, like they do it, like they call. And um, it's been a lot of fun, but it's so good that the first two weeks we were just talking about what's going to happen when sports comes back. And now we can talk about sports right. uh, and it, it, it's a lot of fun. So yeah, hockey's happening and there, there's been some crazy things there. The NBA with the Phoenix Suns won like 13 games in a row and didn't make the playoffs. That's a joke. Uh, it just proves how much the NBA playoffs can be a joke. Uh, but that started now and it's fun. And is LeBron going to get another ring? And is it going to, you know, is it going to be an asterisk next to it since it was a crazy season and he'll finally beat Jordan someday, but there's going to be, it's, it's just so exciting to think about. Right. So yeah, I love sports. They're back. And the world needs them, man. The world, like, I, I hate to say needs. There was a JD Flynn tweeted recently, like, what, what if we don't need uh, sports and we can recognize community? I'm like, we've already had no sports for five months. Right. We, we need the good things that sports can bring. Uh, but I always think about, like, when I think of good sports, like, what, is, what have sports done for cities? Like, the, when the Saints won the Super Bowl, either the year of or the year after, a couple years after, or made the Super Bowl after Katrina, like, what they were able to do to unite that city around that. And really the whole state uh, of Louisiana was just incredible. And like sports can do that and they can elevate us. They don't always take things away. And so it's good that they're back. You, you ready for my really spicy take? Oh boy, here we go. You took one spicy take and, and recounted it. I'm going to swing the pendulum even further than you did. And I'm okay. going to say that sports and like, and like the example I was thinking of. So like that is, I think it's the best example, but I think sports in general Sports fandom, sports teams does community better than any church that I've ever been a part of and any Catholic church in my lifetime. 
spicy. <laughs> no, like it seriously. Like uh, it's like when when do we get back to community? Like ever since sports has started, w- one the big thing that it's doing, you know, I think, is just bringing normalcy back to people's lives. So for people who are sports fans, it's bringing normalcy back, and people who aren't sports fans, you know, can it, it brings back normalcy by making fun of sports fans. Like whatever, what either way, it's bringing back some normalcy. But at the same time, it's like there is like. It's not just that sports are back, but like I had a, a conversation with my friend where we argued about our sports teams for an hour. That's been gone for five five months, and we're we we enjoyed it, you know, like we're literally arguing, and we enjoyed it because that's what that's what you can do with sports and fandom and all these sorts of things. So, uh, a a lot of normalcy is coming back. Like, I mean, there were a couple months, you know, like I, I've shared on the show over the last. It's been a crazy five months for everybody. It's been a crazy five months for me. Like, literally. I'm doing completely different things professionally, personally, my time. Everything is different than it was five months ago today. Um, so, like, there was no normalcy in my life. I had to recreate everything. My schedule, recreate a business, like, literally everything. And so, like, sports coming back is one part of normalcy. Like, a group of people that I've been playing video games with, playing playing together again, is a is form of normalcy. Uh, like, so, like, I think it's different for everyone, but we've all been in this sense of waiting and longing for our lives to be back, like our, our, our normal lives, right? And I think we've learned a lot of things through the craziness and all, and all that, but uh, we all long for, for normalcy. And we're in, I think we're in this transition time where some things are coming back. You know, a, a lot of people are like, you know, hey, this is my first time I've gotten to go on a date with my wife out, you know, out, outside. This is the first time I've been able to do this. And like, so sports being back, like I know it's kind of a controversial thing, but like, our, our kids start school tomorrow and it's like a lot of people aren't and that I get that I'm not saying like this transition time is going to look different for everybody but slowly and surely we're all going to get some sort of normalcy back even if it's not 100% but those little things you know I, I struggle with hope <laughs> and like you know I, I want to sit here and be like nothing's ever going to be good again but it's these little things sports being back that's one percent more hope that I have that things are going to get better. My kids going back to school, one percent hope, more hope, and like, uh, so I, I don't know. I just, I, I just this feeling of normalcy coming back has been good for me, and also helping me be more patient with the things that haven't become normal again. Yeah, it's funny you say that because normally I am like the uh, my wife calls me the eternal optimist. Like I really am. I'm, I'm we literally, bro. I lost my dishwasher, my garbage disposal, my air conditioning unit, my furnace, and the transmission on my car in a week. And How a do half. you they misplace all those things? They ran away, all of them. <laughs> a week and a half, all of them gone, dude. Stinks, man. Like it's like fifteen or sixteen or seventeen k, right? And I'm like, what? Like, and, and I'm looking at Jody, and I'm like, we're gonna be all right. Like, we're gonna be okay. Like, the, the Lord provides. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll stream them more here. You know. And, and so, or we're going to, we put it, we did a temporary fix in the AC unit so we can postpone it until next fall. Like, I'm like, it's going to be okay. God's always taking care of us. And she's like, how are you always so optimistic? And with COVID, I'm the opposite, bro. So you're, <laughs> you're sitting here and you're like, all right, man, one more percent of hope, one more percent of sports, school. And I'm just like, man, they're giving us, they're giving us the rope, like that, just to take it away again. They're, yeah. they're going to like, it, we're going to, the schools are, a lot of schools are closing after they open after a week in New York and, and. Illinois, like public schools are all closed everywhere except for Catholic schools are open. And it's like, oh, do we send our kids there? So I'm just sitting here like, man, they're just going to shut everything down eventually. Like baseball season won't finish. NBA will because they're in a bubble. Hockey, they're on an island, so they're fine. Uh, you know, it, and NFL, I think they'll find a way. It looks like college might get canceled. Big Ten pulled out already. I'm, so 
I appreciate your hope and you're actually giving me hope. So thank you, Taylor. Uh, but man, I just don't see a world where, where normals, I, I think we're a year and a half out of normalcy. Inch by inch. Yeah. Uh, look, I hope. Inch by hope inch. Right. Which, uh, every inch matters. We brought it back to sports. That's the old, <laughs> it's a game of inches, man. <laughs> I hope you're right, man. I hope you're right. Cause I, I love sports, man. If the NFL season gets canceled this year, that will hit, that will hit me hard, bro. Cause it, it just is, uh, it's, it's my, other than church, it's my escape. Like it's my, it's a healthy escape in my opinion. Like just three and a half hours. The only thing that matters is that Lions game for those three and a half hours. I love it. My kids love it. My wife loves it. My, my family. So I'm hoping it comes back. But John, you'd get a whole nother season for the Lions to rebuild without adding 12 losses to the resume. <laughs> Listen, dude, I've said it before. I'll say it again. The Detroit Lions are going to make the playoffs this year. And I'm not even going to be able to go to the game. The, I have literally not had the opportunity since I've been alive to go to a home Lions fo- football game for a home playoff Lions football game. And if this year is the first year that I have the chance to do it and fans aren't allowed in the stadium, I'm sneaking in. Yeah, FBI, dude, para- cover your ears. Parachute. I'm sneaking in. Parachute in. I am. I'm going, I will go down the chimney, bro. <laughs> I don't think the stadium has a chimney. <laughs> I will apply to be a maintenance man. <laughs> I will be, I, I'll clean. Never mind. Yeah, I'll be there. Let's I'll just say that. There. Well, uh, John, John has said that he likes live more than than Father Anthony. He's admitted to many planning many crimes. Um, but there, there's something else you did that was that was even crazier than any of those couple things. So, you know, we have this whole thing where we're shifting towards normalcy. But at the same time, like we all know that everything is different. And there is something that you did recently that I doubt you would have ever done if none of this would have happened because I think you made a poor decision uh, and it was, it was funny, but it was a poor decision. Oh you gosh. Did this poor, like, why, do, why do I not know yet? Which thing you're going to talk I about? Told why do you I, in the like show I, make, prep. <laughs> I make so many poor decisions. <laughs> uh, so, no, yeah. Jody was actually texting me earlier and sending me a list as I was doing some show prep. Oh, great. <laughs> no, you did this like death nut challenge thing on your stream where you ate a bunch of very spicy things and yeah. you've done we talked before about you eating spicy things and it was like the the at with life teen where you ate all the hot wings or whatever and yeah. and you were so mad at your friend and and mine Joel for for cheating i didn't think you'd ever do it again and you did it and it wasn't it, you explain it yeah yeah well let me let me let me uh give Joel a quick fun shout out here because he did another hot wing challenge with me for life teen uh during covid when i was out there in az and filmed it, and uh, and we both got the hottest wings from Wingstop. And oh my goodness, bro! Like he he just can handle like we can both handle spice, but his body handles it better than mine, dude. I'm drenched like a waterfall, and he he looks mildly annoyed. <laughs> um, so uh, shout out Joel, love you, bud. But I did this death nut challenge. I I, call, I initially called out Ty and Chris, you know my bros. I was like, let's do this. Let's live stream it. It'd be fun. Tyler's been like off the stream for a while. He you know you know he's figuring out uh, who he's gonna sign with and I, whatever. What's he gonna do? Um, and so I'm like, dude, it'd be fun to stream together. We do a Zoom call together. We can catch up. Like the dynamic will be hilarious. Like our reactions will be funny. And then Jess just like I love Jess. I've been streaming a lot with her lately, and she just ran with it and was like, Tyler won't do it, but I'm in. And then Chris was like, I'm in, and I couldn't believe Chris did it because he's like not a big spice guy. And Julia, Chris's wife, was like, let's do it. So we streamed Sunday night, uh, 9 p.m. Central. We streamed eating. I uh, have it right here actually for those who are watching on YouTube. Are there YouTube people watching? Yes. As this is being recorded, great. Death Nut Challenge right here, okay. It's uh, five levels, getting started, warming up. It's getting real. Pain sets in and the Death Nut. Um, this it, 
they took new pepper blends using the six hottest peppers on earth and improved coating processes for better flavor and crunch. <laughs> then we added pure 13 million Scoville capsaicin crystals to the death nut, creating a level of heat we've never experienced before. So pure capsaicin is 16 million. Um, that's what you get pepper sprayed with in the eye. And, and, and if you inhale that, you can die. Um, 13 million Scoville units, uh, 3 million away only. 200, put that in perspective, Sriracha is 250,000. So like the- uh, yeah, you're on, not on, smart. On, That's all it, the only perspective I need. <laughs> hold on, let me just give you one more perspective. The Hot Ones Challenge, which you've seen one of my favorite YouTube things where the celebrities eat hot wings and the guy interviews them. Um, the, hot, the last dab, which is the hottest wing they have on there is 2 million. And we did uh, the, the Death Note Challenge, which is 13 million. Yeah, not I, smart. It was not smart. I regret it. Okay. I don't regret it. I would never do it again. And you could be like, John, what if I pay for your, everything you just mentioned earlier, AC, all that stuff to get fixed. If you do it again, no, I would say absolutely not. It was, I will never do it again. I don't regret it because it was a once in a lifetime thing that I couldn't have known how bad it was going to be. I was so sweaty. I expected that part. I expected the pain in the mouth and all that stuff. And it was as bad as I thought it would be. Um, and then I was hopeful that my stomach would just be okay. I don't know. I was hopeful that like, I have a pretty, you know, a pretty large, you know, stomach and it, it can withhold many things. Uh, I, I figured I'd be okay. Bro, there was a five to seven minute period that I walked away from, from my chair. I, I, I don't know how detailed you want me to get right now, None, but basically, not at all. <laughs> I, I had, let's just say I was in about 15 different positions <laughs> near a toilet and 15 and looking at my wife and begging her to take me to the ER. <laughs> And I, I, I'm not I, even kidding. I don't know why you didn't talk to anyone about this. We would have all told you not to do it. <laughs> Bro, it was cool. I can say I did it now. No, it's not cool. And you didn't earn any points in my book, but you're ridiculous. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to end this segment. We're going to come back in the next segment. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, what we as Catholics need to do when we make decisions we shouldn't have made. And that's called going to confession. I have three new stories that I'm going to try to do. I'm writing my next confession talk, and John, you're going to tell me which one I should use. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Do you ever struggle to integrate your Catholic faith with your day-to-day -day lifestyle? We all know I do. You've heard this show. Have you ever wanted to know more about why we celebrate certain traditions or what the faith teaches about mental health, social justice, or other popular topics? Maybe you're looking for a fresh, engaging, and practical way to learn about the Catholic faith that also feels relevant to you. Ave Explores is a new initiative that was created with all those thoughts in mind. Hosted by my friend Katie Prejean McGrady, Ave Explores aims to explore aspects of the Catholic faith from a variety of different angles and break down their meanings and importance for everyday Catholics. Each series features top guests from the Catholic world, including Jeannie Gaffigan, Hilarious, Scott Hahn, Gary Zimmick, Father John Burns, and so many more. And you want to know the best part? All the podcasts, videos, articles, resources, everything is free. So check out Ave Explorers podcast hosted by Katie Prejean McGrady today. The new season just launched and it's phenomenal. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of it. You can also subscribe uh, to all the free content at AveMariaPress.com or by following Ave Maria Press on social media. Ave Explorers, everyday faith for everyday people. Welcome Take back news. to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll. That is Jonathan Bearded Blevins. And uh, I kind of I, I let people know what we we're going to be doing in this segment. So last week, 
I put all three of my co-hosts through everybody's new favorite game where you have to come up with a, a 60 second sermon uh, with three words that I give you. So uh, I did not play last week, but I wanted to kind of flip it. So essentially, John, you are in charge of this segment. Um, I have three stories, three new things that have come up in the last two weeks. And I'm about I'm prepping for this confession talk that I'm going to give uh, here pretty soon. And I want you're going to decide, John, which one of these three that I use or if I should use neither of them. Does that premise make sense to you? Yes, the premise makes sense. And since I'm in charge, please set up straight. Okay, I'm, I'm setting up straight. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. <laughs> Uh, the first one, and, and here's here's the thing. Uh, I'm not just going to give it like a talk. I'm going to interact with you because actually t- at least two of these three are heavily involved with you. Uh, so a few months ago, you made a mistake, and I almost made a mistake. So I, I'm not flipping uh. this on you, but it's going to feel like that for a moment. You made a mistake uh, because during COVID times, uh, beard trimming is is not a thing like publicly, like you, like even places that are cutting hair now, like you're, you have to wear a mask and it's really hard to trim a beard when you're wearing a mask over it. So there have been no public beard trimmings. I usually trim mine, uh, get mine trimmed about every month and a half or two months. Okay. And it's been five. So my yeah. beard last week, two weeks ago, I forget when I did it. Super bushy. I mean, like it was, it was the same length off my chin as it was all like next to my ears. And it was <laughs> ridiculous, like just utterly ridiculous. Uh, and I was scared to do it myself because I've always been scared to do it myself because one time I made the mistake of trying to trim my beard instead of just shave it all off and I nicked it and there was a patch gone and I had to just completely go bald Mm. face. Right. Been there. I know you've been there because you did it a few months ago. (laughs) So I had that in mind. I had your baby face with no beard in mind, but I'm, I'm looking at myself and like, I'm not seeing anybody. But I'm still recording this show, and I was watching the videos as I was editing editing them. I was like, I look terrible. Like, I can't keep putting myself out there like this. So I was like, all right, I'm going to trim it. I'm going to trim from, like, you know, essentially try to to curve it down, keep the the length in the bottom, but, like, take off next to my ears and kind of fade it in. And I was so scared that I was going going to nick it like like someone in your family did and made you – made you very bald face so mm-hmm. here's the thing uh a lot of times we can make we can make when we make mistakes uh there are consequences to those mistakes you i i, I trimmed mine perfectly and i look amazing you looked terrible there, there was a mistake your, your mustache looks particularly incredible well thank you sir uh i can't pull off the mustache by itself because i look like a creeper but as long as i have the rest of the facial hair that's yeah. perfectly fine uh but you made the mistake uh, 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 uh and you had to you had to shave it all off. And I say you as in the royal you, because I know someone else was involved. Yes, so, correct. So you had to shave it all off. And here we sit now. This was what, th- three, four months ago that this happened, John? I did it, and that was in uh, May. So May, like May 15th, so June, July, August. Yeah, like three months. Okay, so three months ago. And now, now you look great. The beard is back. But there was a time where you had to deal with the consequences of what happened. Um, some people definitely not me. Some people made fun of you incessantly. It, it was definitely not you. It's mostly me. Um, but, uh, you had to deal with it. And like, you're a public person. Like people were watching the stream and like, you were just getting dogged on and kind of dragged through the mud for a, yeah, a, a few people weeks. were brutal. 
Uh, yeah, other people, definitely not me. Uh, I'm pretty sure someone called me a cue ball. <laughs> that <laughs> it was bad. That wasn't me, but it will be next time. So don't do yeah. it again. So, uh, a couple things. When when we sin, there are punishments. Like there's eternal punishments, right? Like we when you when we make a mistake, which is what a sin is, is like there are eternal consequences. But if we go to heaven, those eternal consequences can be can be taken away. But like. If you kill a guy, you're gonna you're gonna go to jail. Like there are still consequences on this earth, right? You killed your beard, and there were consequences on this earth. But you know, after time, it's like it never happened. It's like your yeah. beard went to confession. That's not the point I'm trying to make, but it is kind of <laughs> funny because essentially it grew back. So beards are like virtue, and yes, that is the point I'm making here. So you're the bigger beard you have, the more virtuous you are. So like obviously, I'm the most virtuous on the show. You're next, Father Anthony's second, and Liv is obviously a heathen because she doesn't have a beard. No, mine destroys yours right now, so I'm first. No way, not even. Mine's close. way longer than yours right now. No, it's not. Come are on. Are you kidding bro. me, dude? Come on. Are you? Bro. Okay, yours is a little curlier than I thought, but yeah. mine, mine is too. Mine is, mine is pretty. Yours is. My beard is bigger than yours. <laughs> well, see, I never, I never say that. You come at me, and I tell you the truth <laughs> and win, and then you get all upset, and you're like, rah, 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 Taylor's nerd. <laughs> I got this neck beard going though. Yeah. Okay, I'm listening. Okay. I'm listening. Um, so essentially, there's, there's like this point. Obviously, this wouldn't be the whole talk about confession, but it's kind of a funny, a, a, a funny like a joke about how there are. There are things that we need to deal with. Even when we go to confession, there are still things that we need to deal with. That's why we have penance and things to get better. Your penance was uh, people making fun of you while you grew a beard. Yeah. Okay. That's the first thing. The first thing okay, about that's confession. number one. Okay. The second one. Have you ever heard of an ionic foot bath? No. Okay. Uh, I, I think... Ever since I started like taking care of my body more, like essentially since COVID happened, like started working out and started trying to eat better and all these sorts of things. Um, obviously, my phone hears everything I say and it probably reads my thoughts. So I've been getting all these ads for things to take care of your body and I've bought most of them. Um, so, <laughs> so one of them is an ionic foot bath. And essentially what you do, it's it has an ionizer and I don't know the science. I, I've looked it up. It ionizes the water. You put salt in it. You put your feet in it, and it like it like sucks stuff out of your feet, like toxins and metals and all this kind of stuff that is in our bodies. It's like it like detoxes you, right? Okay. Okay. So like you sit in it, and it's white water. And after the thirty minutes, like it was brown water. Like there's stuff coming out of me. Okay. Okay. All right. So, at like. I'm seeing this and I'm like, this has to be fake, right? Like th this can't be real. And then I agree. Uh, and I was like, well, I asked this guy who's worked, who's worked on professional athletes. He works on me a couple of times a year. He does uh, myofascial release treatment. Like he's like kind of this guru. Right. And he, I, I asked him and he was like, yeah, they, they work. So while I'm in the ionic foot bath, I'm on YouTube and I'm watching I watched an even number of videos saying these are absolutely fake. It's not real. And an even number of videos saying that those videos are fake and just trying to say it's fake because they don't understand it. Right. So here I yeah. am in the foot bath and I'm not, I, I did it for 30 minutes and I'm still not sure if it worked. But the one thing that I have, that's not anything external. is like my feet were tingly almost the whole time that I, that my feet were in it. Right. The water yeah. did change color, but 
it wasn't coming out of my feet. I could see it coming out of the ionizer thing. So I'm still not 100% sure on it. But I, I think I think it still did something. Because I did feel better for the next few days. And and my feet, like, like, like they were tingling. It's like something was, like I was being detoxed, right? Um, so the confession is just like, getting all the gunk out, right? Like we have all this extra stuff. We have all this, these things that aren't supposed to be in us. We were created good. We were created uh, in the image and likeness of God. We sin and we have all this gunk in us, our actual sin and then our attachments to those sins, right? Yeah. Um, so the the good thing is, is like, you know, some people will argue just like they'll argue about the ionic bath, you know, like uh, is does it actually work? Does it not work? People are, you know, very vehemently, on either side and like Protestants and Catholics vehemently on different sides when it comes to if confession works and why we confess to a priest and all these kinds of things. Right. But we as Catholics believe that it absolutely does work. Uh, so there you go. Ionic foot bath confession. <laughs> okay. That one is, a, that's a, what's that show? Do you remember that? That's a no from me, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bruh. I mean, okay. I'm ready for number three. I'm ready. Okay, okay. I see where you're going. All right. Number three. New video game called Fall Guys. Yes. You've been playing. Number three. Number three. I picked number three. Okay. I haven't started. <laughs> okay, continue. Fall Guys proves that God isn't real. Ah, you picked number three. No, no. <laughs> no I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I just wanted to uh, mess with you. Okay. So Fall Guys, this new game, it's, it's kind of sweeping through popularity right now. And uh, John played it, and he's terrible. I just watched him. Uh, he's I'm a lot better. You saw. You even said you saw improvement. I I did see improvement, and I'm getting there. Okay. So I watched your first 40 minutes of playing, and <laughs> here's the thing: I mostly watch you play Fortnite, and you're very good at Fortnite. Like I've I've played with you, you. I've watched you play. You're very talented. I've also heard stories that you're very talented at Madden. I've never seen it with my own eyes. Uh, so it's kind of like the ionic foot bath for me. I'm not sure if it's real. Um, but I know that you're genuine, gen generally good at video games, right? Uh, I watched the first 30 minutes and I was ashamed for you. Like you were, it was like, it, it, like I understand that there was a new game and you had never played it before, but I experienced the same thing two days ago. I played it for the first time and I got eighth place on my second time and you didn't yeah. qualify for round two. There's like five or six rounds mm -hmm. every time you didn't qualify you didn't get out of the qualifying round for 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought it might be even longer than that. Yeah. No, no, no. And then, and then, uh, and then you ended up, you know, placing high. Neither of us have won a game. So I'm not, I can't talk too much smack, but you, you ended up like, you know, you start getting closer and closer and closer. Right. So essentially you're playing fall guys and it's literally called fall guys. Cause you play these, there's 60 people. You play these characters. If you fall off the map, you're out. Like it's, it's, it's over. Right. Yep. But then if, if, so here I am, I'm going down the map. And if I'm not in the top, you know, 20 people for this round, I don't move forward. Or if I fall off, like some in some games, I get another chance within that round. You know, you fall off certain times. It just sends you back in the map, like in the races. There's other ones that like you fall, you're out and that's it. You're done. OK, so uh, and then if at the end of the game, you get sent to like the main menu. and You just have to load in to a new game. Right. So here's the thing. Uh, we all, we all fall. We all, every time we sin, we fall short of the glory of God. We, we fail. Uh, and we, we have this, this choice to make, uh, one, are we going to get back up again? Right? So in fall guys, there's real consequences for our sins. Like you're, 
you fall down, and, and a lot of times the game is over. Like, you have to restart. But that restart is like going to confession, and then you're like, hey, I'm going to start again. And you start a new game. And just like I watched you go from utterly terrible at the game to like, okay, he's he's decent now, right? O- over the course of time. So it's just like our spiritual lives. We come in, a lot of us as teenagers, when a lot, a lot of people start hearing about the faith, junior high, high school, college, like that area, right? And we're heathens. Yeah. We're bad people. We're sitting all the time. And it's it's like you at the beginning of Fall Guys. You're just run like you're running and then you just fall off. You're running and you fall <laughs> off. You have to restart. But hopefully over the course of time of your spiritual life, you know, you're still going to fall. We we are all sinners. We're still going to fall, but hopefully we get a little further. We get eighth place out of, out of, out of, out of 60. We get seventh place. We get sixth place. Uh, we start getting consistently better. We're not getting 60th anymore. The worst we do is get 30th. You know, like we're just consistently making progress and getting better. When we fall off, we go to confession. Uh, that's like that's like the home screen. We restart. We play the game again. Yes. Are you suggesting that uh, that the Chumba Wumba was actually a allegory about God. Uh, I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're never going to keep me. Yeah. yeah. You didn't know that? It's written to Satan. I had no idea. I had no idea. It's not, but it was funny. <laughs> it <is> funny. <laughs> but hey, number three wins. I know number three wins. <laughs> three, three, one, three, one, two in that order. Yeah, I think so too. And like, I'm not even kidding. I'm giving a confession talk soon, and I'm absolutely going to talk about Fall Guys because all the kids are going to be playing. What age? What age? Uh, high school. High school. That's great. That's a great. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's it. high school boys. So I'm going to have a blast with that. I'm doing that on Friday, like in like two or three days. So if you're listening to this but before Friday of the week that this comes out, send up a prayer that my Fall Guys talk goes well. <laughs> yes. I just want to say I appreciated all three stories, particularly the uh, horrible ion thing. Yeah. That's not real. That's fake. Uh, but uh, fake news, fake news. Uh, <laughs> how was that? Was that, am I getting was, better? It was, getting... Good. it was really good. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but that, the, all great stories. Number three wins. That's great. I thought so too. I didn't like the second one as much, but I needed a bad one. So the beard one, I had to use you. It was really just an excuse to make fun of you. So Thank there you. we go. Call me cue ball. Cue <laughs> ball. Uh, ball and I will be right back for our final segment. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Let me tell you about Catholify. It's a free Catholic app with its mission being for you to simply pray more. We all need a little bit of that in our lives today. As of today, speaking of that, Catholify has captured over 473 years worth of prayer, over 307,000 rosaries. Uh, That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. In Catholify, you will find catechism, Bible, mass times, live adoration, a group chat feature, and so much more. If someone asks you a question about Our Lady, open the searchable catechism. Man, I wish I had that in college. Uh, Type in Mary. You'll see all the catechism references about our Blessed Mother. Create a group chat with your friends, send prayer intentions, click the prayer hands, and select a prayer to pray for them. Uh, They'll receive a notification saying, hey, Taylor, just pray to Hail Mary for your intention. Uh, Christina from Alabama says, when I received the call, my dad had broken his neck. I was 1,500 miles away. Helplessly, I stared at my home screen and saw Catholify where Jesus was waiting for me in live adoration. I'm so grateful for this app, as am I, Christina. So Catholify wants to help you on your faith journey. So let's pray more. Let's pray together. Download Catholify, the free app in iOS or Google Play today. Welcome back to Schwarte Shrathic. I'm Taylor Schroll, and that's Jonathan Leonardo Blevins. What's your actual middle name? 
Charles. That's so nerdy. We, you should let me no. make it up every time because it's such that a nerdy Jonathan name. Charles. That's beautiful. You're not the king of England. <laughs> I sure am. I actually am from Wales. No, you're not. You look like a whale. <laughs> I have ancestors that will. Wow. <laughs> yeah, a beluga whale. <laughs> I saw dolphins skinny. this weekend. I saw dolphins. I was in the ocean. You're a dolphin. <laughs> Thank you. You know, sometimes I forget that Texas is actually by the ocean. It's by the Gulf of Mexico, yes. Which is the ocean. No, no, it's a gulf, but yes, sure. Are there sharks in it? Yep. Ocean. Uh, uh, so, aquarium. Ocean. Logic. <laughs> uh, yes, aquariums are oceans. <laughs> I just saw the meme of you that somebody made of you doing the death nut challenge you talked about earlier, like when the bridge of your favorite worship song comes on. Yeah. Oh, you mean like Spirit when I listen to you? me when my trust is without borders. <laughs> you mean when I listen to Oceans and it gives me emotions? But it's just emotions. That was a good, that was a good transition. Uh, we're talking Thank about you. emotions. Okay, so... <laughs> Um, I was thinking the other day, uh, because I, I talked with the, my home parish, I, the first parish that I was professional full-time youth minister in was actually my home parish. So I like a lot of those parents have known me since I was three years old. Right. And then I, you know, I worked there and now like they're telling me that they're like, I had an impact on the lives of their kids. It's wild because they met me at three years old. I mean, it's just crazy, crazy, crazy. So I'm talking to uh, one of these ladies, and it got me thinking about, uh, she saw me on this day. She got me thinking about my first day at work. And you know how important first days at work are, John. Like you, you, I, I have never acted like myself on the first day of work because it's not allowed, right? You gotta- Yeah, you just have to be, <laughs> yes, polite and uh, <laughs> prove you're going to work hard. You, you dress up. Uh, keep listing off things that I don't do well, John. Yeah. <laughs> You got to trim your beard. Right. Yeah. So all the things, you're supposed to be just pristine. You got to be on time. You got to be professional. All of that stuff. So I'm going to be the high school youth minister. I'm driving from my house uh, to the junior high. I'm, I have to drive by the junior high. So a lot of the parents, obviously the same parents of junior high and high school kids, and they all know who I am, even though I'm this is my first day at work because I grew up there. Okay. I'm driving through. The junior high, and this is it's in the morning, so school drop off, right? Yeah, it's I think it's the first day of school that I'm going to work. It's it's really close, so I'm driving in. It's a school zone, twenty miles an hour. Guess how many miles per hour I was going? Thirty five. No, I was going twenty, <laughs> but oh. I got pulled over, <laughs> and every everybody thought that I was doing what you thought I was doing, right? So here I am, the new youth minister at the local Catholic church, and I'm sitting in my car the policeman behind me and because it's a one way each way street i'm diverting traffic and all of these people including many parishioners staring as they go two miles an hour next to me and looking in and being like hey isn't that our new youth minister you know yeah. and it looks like i'm doing the one of the things that is would be bad for a youth minister to do not taking in the safety of young children like it looks like i'm speeding through yeah, a school that's zone. horrible uh, what it actually was, I had just moved from Ohio like two days before. I had moved from Ohio. I had driven my car down. So I had Ohio like stickers on my car, right? So they pulled me over because they're like, you can't have that here in Texas. And I'm like, I moved here. And you, it, 
within the law, you have <laughs> one month to fix all that stuff. Right? It makes yeah. it just makes sense. Um, so it's like literally, I didn't even get a warning. He's like, "Oh, it's my fault. No worries, it's fine." But it, it doesn't matter because of the perception of what did everybody. Thinks yeah, about it's already been set. So it, it's already gone. So uh, I, I want to talk today about like. Uh, times of extreme emotion. So I had two primary emotions there. One, it was so ridiculous that that I had to laugh, right? I mean, it was just so crazy. Like this is terrible and it looks terrible. But it was also yeah. like it was kind of humiliating, right? It was it was it was like, you know, because I'm like, one, I know what this looks like. I'm smart enough to know what this looks like. <laughs> but in the end it's fine cuz like, you know, people would ask about it. It was kind of funny. So, very humiliating, also kind of funny, high emotion. Okay. Do you have any high emotion stories? I've got a couple more. If you need some time to think. I mean, I I, th- I have a, I have many. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a couple seconds to think while you tell okay. your next one. Okay. Uh, but any emotion, we're talking happy, sad, anything high emotions. In the range. As long as it is like, if you share a story of when you were happy, I want it to be the happiest you ever were. Okay. Great. Um, this w- we had an experience yesterday. Playing video games, you'll like this. It's a video game story. I was playing with our fellow co-host, Father Anthony Sharapa. We're playing our, our favorite game, Rainbow Six Siege. I said, all you need to know about this game is that every round starts with five people on your team, five people on the other team. Uh, you're trying, you know, you're trying to eliminate the other five or uh, do the objective. Okay, that's all you yeah. really need to know. Uh, so five on five, and it's really strategic. And essentially, your job, like good players, average a little over one kill around. Because if you think about it, right? Like, if there's five people, if everybody did their job, one person would kill one person, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's a thing called an ace. It's like a squad wipe would w- would be in Fortnite, where you kill. Yeah. So one person, one person gets everybody. One person gets everybody. So like, I, it, I'm. It's the it is the multiplayer game that I am the best at. Like it's that that I'm. Like within myself, right? I'm not the best in the world, but it's the game that I am the best at. Um, I've, I think I've, I've played for like 600 hours total, right? And I think I've gotten four aces ever. It might be five. I think I've gotten wow. four or five where I wipe the, I wipe the entire team. So Father Anthony and I are playing yesterday, and it gets down to where it is two on five. Me, one of my other teammates. Guy swings in, I get a kill. The other guy gets killed. So now it's one on four, right? I already have yep. one kill. I get two absolutely ridiculous eliminations on these guys. So now I have killed three of them. Yep, one me two. Time is coming down. Time is coming down. Another guy walks in. I pull out my shotgun, one shot shotgun, and they have one second left. Two, I think it's two seconds left. Two seconds left on the clock. And the guy, he has to pl- he has to do the objective thing. He can't be shooting at me because the time is running out. He has to plant the objective, okay? So literally, he can't look up at me. I can hear him in the next room. All I have to do is turn the corner. He's, it's, there's no chance I'm going to die because yeah. he's, he's looking down at the ground like, trying to plant this bomb diffuser. He cannot shoot at me. All I have to do is turn the corner and shoot him, and I would get my either fifth or sixth ace of all time. Oh, no. Siege servers crashed. We got no. kicked out of the game. And John, uh, <laughs> I got up and I said a lot of things that I need to go to confession for. Uh, a lot of things that uh, should not be said. Uh, my family was in the next room. 
I walked over to the door, and because I was saying a lot of things they shouldn't be hearing, I slammed the door so hard that now that door doesn't close completely. <laughs> no way! Taylor, how loud were you yelling? Oh, as about as loud as I can. I was just so enraged because this thing that is so elusive was taken from me. It was taken from me. It's not like I turned the corner and he killed me. It was taken from me by a fluke. And I was so upset. And there's Father Anthony on the other line. And all he asks very calmly is, do you need to take a break? (laughs) (laughs) Which I almost guarantee you replied no. Oh, you you, want to know what happened the next game? Do you know this about me, that I'm better at everything when I'm angry? Uh, I, yeah, I kind of had a feeling that you were like a real life Hulk. Yeah. So yeah, that's the thing is like, my secret is that I'm always angry. It's just at different levels. I've learned to kind of control it most of the time until times like yesterday, but like playing sports all growing up, if you disrespected me or made me angry, it was game over. It was game over for you. Like it was, it was, it was over. Um, which is essentially what happened yesterday. I was so upset. I did not take a break. The next game we played. We won four rounds to nothing, and I had nine kills, one assist, and I died zero times. Yeah, one of the incredible, one dude. of the greatest games I ever played because I was so upset. <laughs> yeah, I'm upset. I love it. Yeah, exactly. So there we go. You've got you've gotten funny and humiliating from me, and absolutely just <laughs> uncontrollable anger. Wait, what was humil? Oh yeah, that was humiliating. Okay, I have a humiliating one. Is that okay? Or do yeah, I have to go ahead. choose a different one? So my only one is... It's okay. People will understand. You're a man, so you only know like four emotions. So it's fine. Yeah. You have all the emotions to pick from, and you pick from one of the three I've listed. (laughs) Because if someone's still listening now, they don't hate video games enough to to leave the podcast, um, or they just love us enough that they're going to keep listening. So I'll also tell a quick video game one. When I was a... At one point, I was actually a semi-professional Halo player. I was not, I was, I was probably like in the top 10% of good in the world. Whereas the pros, like, like the best players in the world, probably like top two, top three. So I'm not like, I wasn't anywhere near those guys, but I played with a lot of them because my brother was on my team and he was one of those. So Halo three, we go to this big event. It's called a combine. If you win the combine, you make it into the pros and you're, you're a pro. So I went to, uh, I think this event was Chicago. And so we went to this Halo combine in Chicago and it's me and my brother and two guys that I played with a lot online. We all got to meet and it was a lot of fun. And we made it to like the semifinals. What's semifinals? Like the one right before the championship or is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we made it to the semifinals. So if we would have won, we would have been in the final. And um, it was tied 3-3. We won won three games. They won three games. And I'm going to be honest with you, in that particular series against this team, I choked. I was not doing well. I, I, I was not getting hit in my shots. I, I ended up just being purely objective, grabbing the flag, all that kind of stuff. Tyler was carrying really by himself. Our other two guys didn't do great either. But we got to a point where we're playing Team Pit Slayer, which is uh, this great map, and it's 49 to 49. Next kill wins and advances to the finals. My name back then was Fresh, so I literally have this group of people behind me cheering like, Fresh, Fresh fresh because I got into a battle with this other kid who was one shot. All I had to do was hit him. When you have a fire a BR, it fires three rounds. All I had to do was aim it near his head one time and I win. We win. We, we advance. Uh, I'm pretty sure I had four total kills that game out of the 49. Tyler must've had 30. I mean, he's playing out of his mind and he, oh, they're just screaming like Johnny's one shot. He's one shot. He's one shot. Fresh, fresh, fresh. I had full shield. 
takes four shots to kill someone in Halo if they have full shield. He hits me once, twice, three times, four times in the head before I hit him once, and we lose the tournament. And now we know why Tyler doesn't show up to family events like the Death Nut Challenge because he's <laughs> so ashamed to be around you. <laughs> it's because of that. It's because of that. But see, he handled it so well. He gave me a huge hug after the game and stuff, and he was like, dude, you're not a pro. Like, I know who I am, and you're not, and you did your best, and we had a lot of fun. Um, but the, that oh, team went on to win. Also, not the greatest thing to say. It's like, we all knew coming in that I was better than you. We didn't expect anything yeah. of you, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and the thing is, is the team we beat or the team that beat us, they ended up winning the whole thing. So we, we could have literally won that whole entire event if I hit that one shot. So, uh, yeah, very embarrassing. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and here we are. I like uh, both of us. These emotions carry, right? That was how many years ago? Oh, that was 15, 20 years ago. And, and it and it still carries, right? And, like, I, I have stories from, from high school and, like, sports where, like, I choked and stuff. That stuff is still with me, right? Uh, all those emotions. Yeah. The, the positive and negative emotions are still with me. I want to share one more. Um, I had a lot of good emotions this week, uh, <laughs> contrary to the story I shared about yesterday. But yeah, uh, we sent my kids to go be with with my parents and my sisters for a week. So the the oldest two, so the, the baby and myself and my wife were, just spent the whole week together, and it was great. Like I had a, a ton of emotions. Like I missed my oldest two kids. Like genuinely missed them. And yeah. boy, was that the wrong emotion because they got back and I was tired of them within a day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my wife and I, when it's just the baby baby like she can do her own thing like you know we get to spend a lot of one-on-one time with her which is cool but at the same time we get to do a lot of things like just my wife and i we got to watch i think we watched like three different seasons three seasons of three different shows which like wow. usually it takes us like months to get through half a season right yeah um so but one of the one of the movies that we watched um was a movie that i have shied away from for a long time one because i knew it was going to be an impactful movie about fatherhood and a lot of times those movies are just kind of emotionally hard for me to watch uh but also i'm not a fan of like horror films or like scary scary stuff right but a a lot of my friends like who, who know that about like know those two things about me they were like uh you need to watch this one you need to watch this one. And these aren't people that would be like, hey, like to try to trick me, right? And if you watch- say Manchester by the Sea, I'm hanging up. No, no, no. I, I've never okay, even heard going. of that. Is that a soccer team? <laughs> no, that movie is unreal, but you will weep, and it is horrible. So keep going. This, this one, for me, it's way too late, and I just explained why it's way too late. It's A Quiet Place. Have you seen Have you seen it? I have. Okay. So I, I know this it. is a way, way too late take on, on Quiet Place. But, like, so the, the, the primary takeaway from Quiet Place, if you've seen the movie – Great. The, the, we're ending the show in a minute and a half. So if you haven't seen it, you've stuck around this far. Why not stick around for the next minute and a half? Uh, and I'm not going to spoil it. But essentially, there's there's this like it, it's a, it is the sacrifices that a father will go through to protect his family, right? And I think the the thing that was most interesting for me, John Krasinski uh, play, plays the the father, plays the main guy, and. And it's interesting because he does everything to protect his family. There's one child in particular that was that has some blame in one of the other children dying. And it's just super tragic, right? And you can tell throughout the movie that the father, he never stops loving the child who's still alive. But you can tell that it's hard to have a relationship with her, right? And he does everything to protect her, even when he doesn't feel the love for her. And at the end of the movie... He just expresses that he's like, I've always, I've always loved you. Right. Yeah. Intense emotions, intense emotions. 
we, we got to wrap it up. But the, the, the point that I wanted to make here is like, I think throughout the last five months, we've all felt our emotions very deeply from, from the hilarious ones to the bad ones to everything. And I, I think being able to like one, all those emotions are natural, right? That, that, that's a normal thing. We talked about this a little bit in our counseling episode a couple of weeks ago. But, like, I've been able to, like, essentially I started doing Bible reading plans, like, essentially devotionals around these emotions that I'm feeling very strongly, whether they're positive or negative, just to kind of give that to God to try to become a better person. That is our show for today. Jonathan, thank you for being here. I love it. Thank you for having me, bud. You're great. That is Charles. He'll be back in a few weeks. I'll be back next week. 